welcome to For What It's Worth. An introduction to and exploration of the free fandangaroo. I'm a horrible person. You'd leave stuff laying around? Are you seriously eating digital cookies? No, no, you can't do that because I seriously think of Five Nights at Fred Meyer every time someone says that. You know that's not the correct way to clear your cash, right? And if you're not careful, you might catch a virus. Well, we have a choice here. Yeah, tell them what our choice is. What are the choices? Limbago in Idaho. What the hell? Nuka, you're left in charge for five minutes, and I see you are playing Elden Ring again. You know you'll never be as powerful as Seymour Clavage, right? There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> <laughs> so in summary, people are awful. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Uh, well, anyway... And now, let's join our two fools as they dive into some sort of weird virtual world, Rue and Nuka! Hello everybody, this is Rue Cheesy Lexico! Yes, the C may stand for cookie, and I, yeah, I'm here. Wow, that was a terrible opening, Nuka. How are you? Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. I'm fine, Rue. Absolutely, absolutely. How is Toronto, Canada? Uh, I've been reading so much about Toronto, Canada of, recently. Bit of a strange question. I don't live anywhere near Toronto. Why would, why would you ask me about Toronto? Well, uh, apparently that's like been like the biggest searched word here in the good old USA. Children out there are trying to figure out where Toronto, Canada, Canada actually is located. This is because you're planning because on of the brand new. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It was because of the whole. Uh, new movie, Turning Red. Have you seen that yet? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard really, really good things about it, actually. It looks adorable. Yeah, definitely. The Little Red Panda. It's super, super cute. It's super adorable. And I highly, highly recommend you checking that out. Well. Are you uh, biased because you are a red panda? I'm not a red panda. I'm a fox. I'm a red fox. However, at one point in time, Nuka... I wanted to be a red panda, and I told a friend I really didn't? wanted to be a red panda, um, but instead they, like, drew me as, like, a red panda instead of, like, a red panda? Does that does that make oh, sense? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A panda who is red as opposed to the species red panda. Exactly. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> but, Swing and a miss. But, yeah, that, that, was, that was fun. The, the one day that... Rue was a panda that was red. I've been uh, making a prediction around that movie, actually. I've been thinking it's going to be sort of like Zootopia was. It's like kind of a, a touchstone for a generation of furries. Like, you know, four or five years ago, Zootopia came out. We had this whole wave of furries come into the fandom with it. And my guess is that Turning uh, Red is going to be another one of those. We'll see if I'm right in five years. All I can say is five words. Tells bursting out of pants it's great it's absolutely great i i love the tf scenes that that are in there it's it's great maybe i miscounted that but hey it works <laughs> so hey some other things that i've been up to uh, i don't know if you had a chance to check in on the the live show but for what it's worth did a live show uh hey foss foss yes how how was the live show uh some hiccups but i think it was pretty fun it yeah. came out pretty smooth you did you did a, an amazing job that was a lot of fun um i won that's the most important part yeah. is that rue won <laughs> thank you it was rigged it's political 
It was. It yeah. was in. It was in all of your guys' contracts that Rue always has to win. Um, I, I always put it right there at the very top, flashing <laughs> red for anyone who was playing the game. Rue must win. Rue must win. <laughs> and if you want to participate, uh, we plan to be doing more live events. Yeah, that will be fun, and especially for our patrons, right? Oh yes, they get front row seats. <laughs> so who is in the splash zone? So I've also been um, playing End of Dragons. Uh, that's Guild Wars. So that's the brand new expansion that just barely came out. End of Dragons. Yeah. Do you do you have something against dragons? Uh, <sighs> Why do you hate dragons? You know. They're like one fifth of our fandom. You I know. have you, nothing against dragons. I I don't. It sounds like you but do. But you have to. Okay, I haven't met a dragon yet. That, that they're a little bit weird, Nuka. Just a little bit. Please direct all hate mail to Rue <laughs> at forwhatitsworth.com. Oh my gosh, uh, you know that I read hate mail on the air, right? And we have a whole segment for it. It's great. And we're gonna have a whole lot more now. <laughs> oh, and guess what? My birthday's coming up. Woo! Ah. I'm an April Fool's baby. So... Some kind of April Fool, as it Yeah, were. pretty much. I pull practical jokes all the time, and then I complain when people pull practical jokes on my birthday. I don't... You know, it's not fair. You know, just because... Jokes on you. I got born. Just be, Yeah, exactly. Just because I put, like, spiders and stuff like that in the shower... Doesn't mean that on my birthday that you cook spiders in my pancakes or, you know, uh, you don't all of a sudden ask, ask somebody to put a snake in my bed for my birthday or you wake me up to tell me that my dog had been ran over. Um, yeah. And and help me get out of bed as fast as possible and then turn to me and say, oh, wow, that's the fastest I've ever seen you get ready for school. I love my birthday. That got dark. My birthday's great. What have you been up to? <laughs> um, so uh, there is a sort of a, a, a good news, bad news, bad news, good news situation. Uh, normally, uh, in, in, in around this time of the year, I go to uh, one of my favorite conventions, Texas Furry Fiesta down in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I love it. I've been going there for the past like 11 years or something. Basically, since its second year, I've been going. I never missed a convention, never missed one of them up until this year because of travel restrictions and COVID. This is the first year I haven't been able to go. And I was, I was actually pretty bummed out about that because, like I said, it's one of my favorite cons. I've got a ton of friends down there. I run the Werewolves game down there. I collect data down there. And it was pretty uh, uh, pretty crushing. But uh, as, as luck would have it, that same weekend up here in Toronto. Um, Toronto? There's a, I just learned yeah, where that Toronto. was. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but up here in Toronto, there was actually a, a convention, the largest Canadian furry convention called Fernal Equinox, going on the same week. So uh, I actually went there with my uh, roommates, and uh, we had a blast. So it was kind of a uh, a pretty sweet consolation prize, right? It's, it's uh, you know, if I get don't get to go to the the con I normally go to, I still got to go to a furry con. I got to go with my roommates. It was uh, it was a blast. So that is that was amazing. Good. That is amazing. And then other than that, and my usual teaching obligations, um, I've been playing a ton of Elden Ring. You, you might know, some of the listeners might know, uh, from time to time, I've been known to occasionally dabble just, in Dark just, Souls. Just a little bit, Nuka. Just, yeah, just, get, a, get my feet just a little bit. Yeah. 
but I've uh, I've dropped I think 85 or 90 hours in it in the last few weeks and uh, I like 13 or 14 million other people have been playing it uh, it's phenomenal if you uh, are a fan of any kind of souls like games I cannot recommend it enough uh, it is a huge time sink uh, it, it is just so so damn big uh, you feel like you've you found everything that's defined and then you suddenly discover you're just on a fraction of the entire world and there's a bazillion things to do. You know, Nuka... I, of course. Go ahead. Uh, you know, Nuka, I just read an article the other day about an individual that had finished Elden Ring a hundred times already. Sounds and the like game's only Dark been Souls out fan. for like a few months, right? Yep, I can, I can... Well, I think the speed record right now was like 29 minutes, so... It didn't take long to get there. <laughs> um, and of course, because uh, I know everyone's dying to know, I am, of course, rocking a build where my character is absolutely naked, except for the giant oversized halberd there swinging around. Uh, armor and clothes just slows you down. All you need is a really, really big weapon to hit things with. You must die a lot in that game. Yeah. I mean, it is, it, it is one of those games, but it's super punishing. Isn't it? Yes, and that's what makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, you, you're, you're saying the fun part of the game. It's like running your head into the world's most fun brick wall. I just... I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you, Nuka. I have never gotten into that particular series. I've tried. I've tried playing it. And maybe I just... I don't know. It's just not my... Or, may, or maybe... It's not my or jam. maybe this is your, your foray into it. Maybe this is how you get into it. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I'll have to try it out. You never know. I smell a birthday present. Oh, <laughs> is that what's going to happen? Then then you're going to want me to have to review it on the show. <laughs> Just so I can be right. Fine. If you if you get it for me, I will try it out. I will try it out for you. <laughs> yes. So. All this, I, all this talk about Elden Ring is making me hungry. I am feeling kind of peckish myself. I think it's that time. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. So here we go. Here is the lovely cookie. A new voyage will fill your life with untold memories. In bed with a cookie. So once again, sounds like butt stuff. What butt stuff? Of course. <laughs> Haven't you? I'm a fox. When is it not about butt stuff? <laughs> so once again, it's a new voyage will fill your life with untold memories in bed with a cookie. Welcome back. This is Rue. Hi. Did you have fun? I know I did. Did you have fun, Nuka? I did. So, so we much. should introduce 
our lovely guests that are in the wings. First and foremost, we have our lovely, lovely individual to my left. I know nobody can see us because it's a podcast, but to my left, we have Quentin. Hello, Quentin. Hello there. I'm a coyote. Hi, Coyote. So tell us a little bit about yourself. um, And how long have you been a furry? And how did you find the furry fandom? Oh, goodness gracious. I have been a furry since 2001. uh, So I'm very much a gray muzzle. Um, I thought I was the only one in the world until I got to college and found the internet and found there were many others. And I have been doing it ever since. It's been wonderful. So why a coyote? Oh, that's a very long story. It came to me the first time I ever went to a furry dance. I just walked in there and I just saw everything I ever wanted to see in my entire life. And this coyote character just kind of came to me fully formed. And it's been that way ever since. So, and to my right, we have Boots. Hello, Boots. Hello. Who are you? Tell us about who you are. Um, what type of furry that you are? What's your species persona? How long have you been in the fandom? And how did you find the furry fandom? Uh, I've been in the fandom for just about 24 years. Um, I'm, I'm a fox, of course. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, how did I find the fandom? Uh, I think I found it very similarly, like, uh, I guess, Finding Red, where it's, you know, you find media that just kind of like, hey... Here, this is a thing, and then you just kind of slowly, you know, get into it. So yeah, it's it's nice. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Um, so Nuka, what are we talking about? Well, today we are talking about uh, sort of one hundred and one uh, or VR Chat one hundred and one. So the absolute basics. Uh, it's perfect for me because I've heard you know so much about this VR Chat thing. I've been asked by furries to study VR Chats, and I realize. Uh, feeling like quite a Luddite here, I know next to nothing about VR chat. And so I figured this is probably a pretty good way to to learn a thing or two about people who might know a bit more about it than I do. I'm excited for this topic because let me tell you, I, I'm a beginner. I have been in VR chat. I've, I'm in a couple of VR chat groups, but I am right at like the beginning stages, but I've dabbled a little bit in it. I've actually explored, so I've had some first-time experiences actually being in VR, but I'm interested in learning a little bit more. So thank you so much for coming on today. And that's been the episode. All right, everybody, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So explain to us what is VR chat and what is a typical experience of VR chat like? Oh, goodness. Well... It's, it's really like being there with other people. Uh, it feels very real. Uh, you feel like you're in your fursona. You're, you feel like you're in your body. Uh, there's, a, there's a joke going around on the internet. What, what is the 2020 fursuit? And it's like, it's like an Oculus and two controllers and the body trackers, and that's the fursuit uh, <laughs> these days. Um, so, so let's back it up for a second real quick, just so, so uh, listeners know. So VR chat is... Uh, uh, online, right? So this yes. is online yes. virtual reality. Yep. So, so what is VR chat? 
VR chat is like meta, but better. So it's it's uh, <laughs> yes, you have yeah. legs. Shot first off, yes. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's it's uh, like Quentin said. It's it's honestly it's it's a way to communicate and uh, get in touch with friends. It's it's uh, a virtual uh, fur con that you can go to anytime you want to. Every time you get off work, um, you know it's it's absolutely amazing. It, but it's it's. Uh, very, very much like a, a 3D Second Life, where you have different worlds you can go to, um, and I mean these can range anywhere from uh, a Yugo car dealership to you know Disneyland to a world where there's just a giant ball pit in the dark. That's all this creepy kind of like horror theme. It's it's terrifying, but uh, no, it's it's pretty fun. So is it like a game? Well, okay, so if you think that you have Telegram groups, right? You have Telegram groups full of your friends. You're all there talking. This is like voice chat, and you see a physical representation of their bodies. And so it's it, it the experience is like you are hanging out in some kind of 3D space with other people. So, so this this brings me to my next question. Do you know <laughs> the way? Do I know the way? Oh Do you know the way? No, no. <laughs> Okay, so so Ugandan uh, knuckles. Oh, uh, yes. this, this thing. Okay, that that was my first experience with VR chat, and I was actually heavily into a Second Life, you know. And then it's like uh, it's like oh, that's just Mimi, you know. It's it, VR chat's just kind of a thing that will pass, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I do not know the way. That that was actually before my time before I joined. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a random random uh, question there. Um, that's that's how I actually got to know VR chat is through that particular meme. I'm like, what is this? Like people are running around as cartoon characters. So, I I was living in the Bay Area before 2020, and I have a friend who is a furry who's actually the lead lens engineer for Oculus. And at the time, VR wasn't on my radar. Quest wasn't on my radar. This guy just came over one time and was like, hey, put this on. Try this out. And I'm thinking I will not care at all. But I put this thing on, and it's like you are transported. It's like you are suddenly in a different world entirely. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I immediately ordered one, like, right away. Now, I didn't really jump into VR chat too much yet, per se. I was just kind of playing games. But then, you know, 2020 rolled around and COVID lockdown happened. And then we're all just kind of in our rooms and you can't go anywhere, can't go see anyone, can't go to conventions, can't go to your friend down the street. And the word kind of spread around on Telegram that more and more people are kind of flocking to this virtual space called VR chat. And I already happened to have the quest because my friend came over and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything else. I may as well try this. And so I got the thing that lets you hook up the, the quest to the computer so you can have like a better experience. And I just kind of wandered into VR chat. And suddenly, not only am I seeing my friends that were kind of around in my area, but other friends that I used to know on the East Coast when I used to live there that I hadn't seen in 10 years they're also also showing up to this space. And it's just like at a convention where you have you see someone you haven't seen in such a long time. It's like, oh my God, it's you. It's you're here. That experience was happening in VR. And I was seeing friends I hadn't seen in 10 years. And it was amazing. And before you know it, every night uh, the world outside is burning, but we're having a blast inside together in, in VR. That's kind of how we survived. It was kind of great. It's kind of excellent, actually. 
So, Boots, what was your um, first time experience, or how did you get into VR? Um, it was it was actually uh, very similar to Quentin's, where it's uh, um, I was actually uh, going through a divorce uh, during uh, the pandemic, so it was like you talk about isolation where you're there by yourself and everything like that. It it was uh, you know kind of a dark time. I was down in my buddy's basement basically, and I, I played VR and stuff like that before, but it was usually like Beat Saber. But uh, um, like Quentin, you know, I, I saw stuff on Twitter. I saw a couple of uh, Cooper Tom's videos and everything. And I'm like, oh, this might be something fun to try out. And I think a lot of uh, what people don't understand with VR is it's 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 very immersive. It's it's all about tricking the brain. Um, where if for those who haven't tried it yet, it's 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 very real in a sense that you wouldn't expect. And just like Quentin said, where it's like you know somebody comes up, obviously you can't feel, or anybody you know somebody gives you a hug or something, you can't feel that, but. It's it's amazing to hear somebody's voice, hear see their gestures see their and their language. body language. Yeah, and it's um, uh, you know it was a way that I could be connected um, during isolation and even after you know as as um, restrictions kind of lifted, it was still something that I could come back to after work. I, I, you know, hey, you know, let's go sing karaoke or something, or let's let's go play you know Jar's new game, Murder Two or Murder Four or something, or. <laughs> There, there's there's games that you can play in, in, in VR chat. It's not just, you know, worlds that are, but there you can actually have an activity that is built into various worlds. There's there's you Beat can actually Saber. play Among Us. Yes. yes, yes, you can. Yeah, you can be a little <laughs> Among Us questions. character running around. It's yeah, but it feel it feels like you are present with other people. The, the feeling of presence is very. It's it's nostalgic in the way that like it kind of takes you back to the old childhood of night games where it's like, Hey, let's go play kick the can or something, you know? And it's, it's well, I, I was just going to share like for, for myself, the first time that I got into VR, it's like, it was just to, to put on the headset and then look in the mirror and be like, Oh my goodness. I, I can see myself. And then I move and I look down at my hands and my hands were like, pause and I looked down and my my feet were paused like I I actually became this particular character and it was it was very like how do I explain it like it was almost like, like when I put my first first suit on yeah. it was kind of it was that particular magic where I became this particular character and um that was that was pretty that was pretty fun a, a very so uh, go ahead. I was going to say a, a very popular pastime when people are gathered into some kind of world together. Uh, most of the worlds will have a mirror inside, so you can kind of see what you look like and what all your friends look like. So people will very often gather together around and hang out and chat, but you all be in front of a mirror because <laughs> everyone just loves just constantly seeing that they're a fox or a wolf or a coyote and you just, you, you feel it. You're, you're, you're very there. Validated. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. That's very common in there. Well, I was going to say that's a, a rite of passage is just to look at your hands for a good 30 minutes and just kind of open and close them and see the claws and fingers moving. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, again, as a person who's never done this before, uh, the, the only time I ever put on a VR headset, I remember a friend uh, handed me an Oculus Rift. I'm a huge Fallout fan. I said, try Fallout in, in VR. And I'm like, okay, I like Fallout. And I tried it. And yeah, I, I think within within a couple of minutes, I was nauseous. Like, this <laughs> this sucks. I don't know what, I don't get the appeal. Pop the headset off. I've never tried it since. And so for, for a lot of like me, 
who has that was my only experience. Explain to me how I go from from this level of in, incompetence. Sure. To what, what's the minimum that I need to to make this happen for myself? How do I go and and do a VR myself? Okay. Well, there's there's a couple of things regarding uh, feeling nauseous. Uh, some people are are more prone to it than others. Uh, but the fact is that different headsets have different screen refresh rates, actually. And the higher that refresh rate is, the better it is for you. If you've got a device with a low free refresh rate, you're probably going to get sick more. Um, there's also other ways, like, okay, you're playing Fallout, that's a game. VR chat and, and things like that have ways to uh, reduce the sickness as well. You don't necessarily have to move like you do with a joystick controller. Uh, you can do a thing called teleport, which is it'll just throw a marker on the ground and then you will be there. Uh, so you're not, you're not necessarily kind of doing this video game emotion thing. Yes, right. Also that boots. Uh, uh, another thing they can do is the, it, the, it can constrict your field of view. Uh, so you don't, so when you move only, it kind of blanks out the periphery of your vision and that helps with motion sickness too. These are all settings that are in the VR chat program that you can do to adjust yourself. Cause not, not everybody can handle it. I've gotten to the point where I can just video game, move around and have, and have no problem. Um, it's, it, it's very like uh, it's, it's like a muscle, like honestly to dive right in, it makes people very sick, uh, because it's it's like fursuiting, right? The first time you ever go fursuiting, it's like I'm gonna go fursuit for five hours, and then like 30 minutes in, you're like, I can't move. I'm so hot. I'm dead. But um, I think there's a couple of practical things. Uh, not only the settings. Um, personally, I've found uh, that having air blowing on your face, like a fan blowing on your face, helps out. Um, if you can kind of crank down the uh, temperature in your house a little bit, it helps. Um, there's also, uh, just, just to practice, uh, like, uh, you know, do beat saber, do other games where you're not moving and just kind of get that experience, um, for a while. And I, I was going to just add that, I, I mean, I've watched a lot of VR YouTube videos. Yay. That's where all my experience are. Uh, but one of the things that they've stated is that, um, each particular game has a certain type of, uh, a level to it and i would have to say fallout would be one of those high-end yeah. high-end experiences that um a, for, for advanced users exactly exactly so they basically <laughs> your friend took you nuka picked you and up threw me in the deep and end. threw you in the deep end and so <laughs> really like if you were to scale back and start like for instance beat saver is a great one to start with um things that there's not a lot of things that are moving around or vr chat like um can be a very so, good beginner and so for vr chats again if i'm going out to do this uh i guess i need to buy a headset then first of all right Cause you you probably can't play this just on a monitor with a mouse and keyboard I'm you actually can you can yes. actually oh you yes, can yes you can oh so even a dummy like me or or, or, or even, even for these like costs right if you can't go and, and, and buy a thousand dollar headset you can just play on your Yes, standard desktop. you could download it for free right now and and try it out. Uh, there, we we have a number of friends that are desktop mode, and that we see them, and that's fine. The only difference is you kind of look like a robot. Your hands are always at your side, and you're <laughs> right. kind of like posing you, you, up you don't down. get to look at your hands, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, if you're looking to buy a headset, though, um, I mean, it, it, I would suggest trying out, you know, friends or something before you really invest. Because uh, I mean, right now, you know, the the uh, Valve Index, I mean, it's about a thousand dollars still. Uh, the controllers, I, I think, are better, but uh, I actually bought one for a friend. Um, they actually got sick with it, 
And then they went through and uh, bought actually, I think, of the uh, Quest 2, the Oculus Quest 2. And they actually found that uh, with the display, um, uh, they actually weren't as sick. They were able to uh, stay in VR a little bit longer. So, but I mean, it's it's all just kind of personal taste. Like I said, don't don't push yourself. And I've found that uh, kind of like with the Skyrim or uh, Fallout, uh, when you're not in control of your movement, or if you're moving a lot, or turning your head a lot as you're moving, that's where you get motion sick. So I think uh, a lot of times, like uh, in VR chat, is a, actually a really good uh, way to um, kind of get acclimated to that uh, environment. Um, there's there's lots of things you can do, like karaoke. Um, actually, how Quentin and I met, uh, 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 you can also go into movie theaters and watch uh, movies with your friends and everything. It's really, really, really fun. In, uh, in real life, I would host movie nights a lot of times at my house, and that was not happening during COVID. Uh, turns out there are theater worlds, and you can, you can just play a movie file in the theater world, and it, it feels like you're in a theater with your friends. We were doing that a lot during quarantine. It was great. That's amazing. That's that's super fun. I mean, especially because you didn't have an opportunity to do a lot of that. Um, but going back to the equipment, like, I mean, you said a thousand dollars. Like, that's that's a lot to to invest and in, to jump into to VR. Like, I'll be honest with you, it took me a little bit of time to get into VR. And the if you think that you can just buy a Quest and play VR chat, you can do that. But everything looks like shit. And it is like, there is some some worlds that are built around just the quest itself. But honestly, that ruined my experience a lot. Because I, just for my personal experience. So I do highly recommend, yes, the Oculus would be a good way to be able to get you into... Um, VR chat. Um, but you know, say if you can, um, get a link and link yourself, um, through the PC, uh, that is a, a beneficial way, but you know what? Not, not all of us have loads and loads of cash, you know, hiding underneath our mattress, like, like some of us do. So, so maybe you should clarify. So yes, you can get into VR chat with just a computer and no headset. And yes, you can kind of get into low res VR chat with a standalone quest, but the quest you're able, you, it is possible to hook up to the computer with a link cable and then you'll get the full experience. And then things like the index that can only be hooked up to a computer. It, it cannot do anything by itself. Well, and, and, and to, to reflect on your experience, Rue, um, they actually had uh, um, most of the quest, uh, the standalone device itself, they won't. Uh, be able to load all the worlds, but you actually can't see a lot of uh, your friends' avatars as well. That's so correct. That so you'll walk around, and and most of the friends' avatars are like these gray robots, and that just really kind of takes you out of the immersion. Of the it's depressing. Yeah, most most of the really good furry avatars are are yeah. too advanced for the standalone quest. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so the, the, that's perhaps a question. Uh, uh, again, this is me coming at it from a total novice. You know, I want to get into this. Um, how, how do I go about, you know, I, I, I want to make Nuka in this world. How do, how do I do that? So I go, I buy the, I buy the Oculus, I plug it in, I, I, I download or, or access VRChat. How do I make me? How do I be Nuka? Sure. So there are a bunch of pre-made avatars that people make available in the world for free. 
Uh, you can just go in. There's there's avatar worlds that people have made, and you can just kind of. It's like you're kind of shopping, window shopping for dresses, except it's like a fox fur suit. They're just there. You can click on them. You can save them into the account, into your account, and then you can be that, and you can kind of build up a collection of these things. Now, if you want one that is for you specifically, uh, typically people will commission artists to either uh, modify one of these existing bases. Uh, to look like yours, so it kind of it's it's like there's like a fursuit DNA, where the, you digital fursuit. Yeah, you can you can tell like this fursuit, this model comes from this kind of basic shape, and then it's got different textures and maybe some different accents, or you can pay someone to do a from scratch, from the ground up, completely modeled for you, custom uh, uh, avatar, and those can get into actual fursuit prices. Well, is it? Oh, I was gonna say yeah, because first the average fursuit is about seventeen hundred dollars U.S. So what what is what what do these cost? Uh, these can go up to that much. Uh, I I actually have a custom one that was made for me. Uh, my artist who did mine though happens to be Russian, and so the, the before you know any of all this current stuff going on, but the exchange rate was very very in my favor. Uh, so I paid only uh, only I paid I paid six hundred dollars for my model. But uh, for for very good quality, uh, but they can go for a thousand, two thousand, or you can pay sixty or a hundred bucks for someone to modify a generic existing base with your colors or your patterns, and that's what most people will tend to do. Yeah, a lot of times, like uh, with my avatar, I lucked out. Like there was one that looked There's very similar like to mine, and you can actually just go in um, and change like in Unity or you know in GIMP and stuff, just modify some of the uh, images and everything, and then re-upload it. It's so it what's takes some Unity time. and GIMP? You, Sorry, <laughs> GIMP is uh, uh, the poor man's Photoshop, um, and so uh, and then uh, Unity is um, basically a 3D uh, program that uh, is used by a lot of. Uh, um, uh, 3D uh, artists that uh, just can modify and upload uh, some assets. Well, so it's a game engine. Yeah, there we go. Right. Thank so, you. so a lot, of, a lot of your favorite video games uh, are are made in Unreal Engine or in Unity. It's it's literally a video game programming language. And so, Unity for regular Joes to just play around with is free, and you can download Unity and you can download some of these model bases. Uh, sometimes you have to pay a nominal fee to get to get the files for it, but you can yourself uh, modify these models and put your own textures on it. And if you get really fancy, you can add special effects. You can add sound effects. Uh, it almost you almost kind of become a wizard, like you're learning magic spells. Like I I have like I can spawn like little little. Uh, Light orbs. Light, light orbs. I have a dance floor with my with my furry character on it. I can make my thing dance. I can spawn music. It's like you're learning wizard spells and you're in the world and you're just casting spells. But this is all stuff that you can do as a hobby and just learn yourself and do it. And it's really kind of fun and rewarding when you get it to work. So the important thing, what I'm hearing is, so you use a program called GIMP and you can create this basically digital fursuit. Is it a gimp suit? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> there, there are some gimp suits. I have seen, I have seen some gimp avatars. They do exist. Yes, there's, where there's a lot of rubber and other yep. textures. They, yes. I mean, basically, if you can imagine it, it's yeah. probably been on VR chat. Yeah. I've seen one where there was a, a, a murderous Santa uh, kangaroo that <laughs> broke through a door. Yeah. And uh, as Mariah Carey and death metal music was mixed, and it was, it was amazing, really. So. 
So you might have, so you might have already kind of answered this, but I'm, I'm kind of so again. So, so imagine you're selling me on this. So what's the appeal? So what, what is it? You know, what, what do I get out of this as a user? What, what, what draws you? What compels you to, you know, to, to, to spend money on this versus say on going to a convention or? Yeah, I know they're not mutually exclusive, but what's the appeal? What's the unique appeal of this? Or why might it be especially appealing to furries? Well, definitely much more so during pandemic times. Like before you couldn't see anyone and, and now you could. But like, again, I can go home tonight and I live in Utah and I could hang out with friends of mine on the East Coast, uh, you know, instantly like I'm there. So it's a lot. Yes, there's like a cost up front, but... It can be a lot cheaper overall to see a lot of your friends on a regular basis, actually. So that's just from a social aspect. Um, if you are an artist, if you enjoy 3D modeling, if you enjoy painting, uh, it's it can be a fun hobby. Um, you you can make money off of it. You can uh, people you know people will commission you to do avatars for you. So there's a whole range of reasons why you might that are very similar to real life furry. But does that ever cause like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm thinking of the emotional aspect of things. Cause like, it's good that you get to see your friends and I'm sure that that's really helpful, but at the same time, you don't get to touch them. You, you, it's true. you get to, that's true. You, you get to see them and I guess you get to communicate, but then you don't get to actually like really physically hold them. So does if, that if, if kind I... of cause some like, <laughs> depression type stuff sometimes or like sorry i'm going a little bit too deep into that but do you get what i'm saying absolutely um i'm actually dating somebody who's on the east coast right now and the only way that uh, a lot of times we can communicate is through vr chat and i i i know what you mean where it's like you know you miss that touch and to hold somebody but it's it's really a, a fascinating uh, environment and if you've never been in vr before like uh, to see somebody, to hear their voice, to see their mannerisms, to see them like talking and communicating with them. Sure, you miss that touch, but I mean, it's it's like 70% of the way, if that makes sense. And it's the most uh, interesting experience I've ever had was I recently went to BLFC after, um, um, you know, going into VR chat and meeting all these friends. And the craziest thing was being in an elevator with somebody and they looked at my tag and kind of chuckled and stuff. And I had no idea who this person was. And then they just come up and I see him like moving and, 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 you know, um, uh, they, they said their voice and stuff and I'm like, Oh my goodness, it's you. And it's like to recognize somebody without ever seeing any pictures from them. So, so we have an email that just got sent to us. Um, hi for what it's worth. First off, I need to say, um, that the ideas for um, eventual uh, virtual uh, reality conventions were already forming among VR enthusiasts since before 2020. Um, not as a response to COVID-19 and government lockdowns. They would have happened with or without COVID sooner or later. I'm afraid I don't have much to say about VR chat specifically. I've spent more time in Neos VR, similar kind of thing to VR chat. But a neat thing about Neos is a lot of working development, creating and tweaking content can be accomplished on the fly while in the game itself. 
How do you get your avatar? I've been sticking to free avatar so far. I'm waiting to draw a more detailed and finalized ref sheet, um, then get a personalized avatar of my fursona before I spend a lot of time in social VR. I suffer from social um, phobia, and I find myself in experiencing tangible um, sensations while being around people in VR as I do in person. The physical feelings of being... Um, uh, physical feelings of being choked as I speak um, or attempting to speak, eyes hurting from eye contact as if I were looking at the sun, etc. Um, hopefully, the avatar will be a useful, uh, will be as useful for socializing in VR as um, presenting art of my my Sona. Um, has been for socializing in more old-fashioned internet um, views. I might commission it. Um, I might learn to model it myself. I don't know yet. What equipment do you need? Blankets and cardboard. No, really. If, um, if you have tracking problems, check your play space and rule out hardware fault. I paid $150 to add a third base station uh, to my setup valve index um, because my VR arm was stretching out and being jittery. Um, that, that would be so weird. <laughs> um, but it kept happening. It turns out that my controllers were um, being hit with duplicate or delayed tracking signals from a base station laser bouncing off walls, mirrors, and um, some of the larger reflex surface surfaces in the room. Cover those, um, cover those things up to fix it. Um, if you wear glasses, wear them inside the headset is less comfortable and comes with the risk of touching and damaging the headset, um, headset's delicate lenses. You can switch to wearing contacts or you can... Um, can have prescription lenses inserted made that, that slip over your headset lenses. Um, there are of various makers around the world. Ligris. So Ligris, first of all, thank you so much for sending that in. I really appreciate it. Um, first and foremost, I do, I do want to say to your first point, honestly, my personal opinion, and, and we don't know, right? I mean, maybe in a different multiverse, we would have figured out if whether or not that um, VR chat would have been there for conventions. I think that because of the pandemic, I think that there was an established need for it. And so therefore it accelerated it. And there was a lot more users to the base. And so users, when it comes to VR, is super, super important. And no offense, you can't have a convention with just one person. So I disagree with your point there. And I think that it probably wouldn't have, maybe there would have been something, maybe maybe one or two, but they would have been more like meetups instead of actual full-blown full conventions. That is my opinion. 
Um, but I think that you brought some really good points up as far as with your glasses. Um, I wear glasses myself. I pop contacts in my eyes whenever I get onto my VR headset. I do have an extender in my VR headset. Honestly, it's not very comfortable to use it. And I also fear on scratching my lenses because it's super important that you, I mean, you're, you're going to ruin your headset if you scratch it. So it would be good for you to get contacts if you can. It's just like a, a fursuit in the fact that you're going to need to, to do something so that you're going to be able to, to see. Because I know a lot of fursuiters out there that they wear their glasses in there, but then it fogs up. And that can also happen in a VR headset as well. Anyways, what, what's your guys' responses to that email? I mean... Okay, ultimately, if you can see people in real life, you know, that would be my preference. But you can't always do it. Some people are very far away. Um, I will say that as things opened up in the last year and as things got warmer, you know, we started going on less and less and you'd see people more, more in real life. Uh, as things got cold in the winter, though, and you weren't going as out as much, then suddenly people kind of started trickling back in. And so I, th I think it's going to be like a rise and fall. I really like they brought up the uh, technical issues. Um, that's something you're always going to run into with VR. Um, reflective surfaces, especially mirrors and everything. A lot of times I've heard people go through, um, you know, pulling their hair out, trying to figure out stuff. But uh, Cover the mirrors, cover, yeah, cover the, the mirrors. Yes, that's, so. that's why it's not tracking, probably. Well, you know what? On that particular point, I think we should go to break. Wait a minute. Using an RX modulator. I might be able to conduct a mainframe cell direct and hack the uplink to the download. What the hell does that mean? It means, you are listening to for what it's worth. Hello, this is Rue, and you are listening to For What It's Worth. Rue, what are you doing? If you if you want to make sure that the item actually sounds legit and sounds good, send us some. <laughs> but yours Thank is perfect. You. Yours is perfect. Yeah, I know. So what is an ident? An ident is basically something that we have to add into a podcast that basically says... Uh, what particular episode that you are currently listening to in the middle of the episode. So what are we asking you to do? We are asking you to send us an ident. So what you can do is basically have a little bit more high energy than I had a second ago and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so from Wisconsin, Texas, and you are listening to For What is It's Worth. So, Texas? you know, whatever. No, there is not. I mean, I'm only a Canadian, but... It's, it's Wichita, Kansas, oh, okay. but, you know, okay. 
Don't don't ever ask Rue to do states, or I'll come up with things like cauliflower, cauliflower, and stuff like, like that. Yeah. Anywho, but uh, I've got a I've got a big so, smile on my face right now, Rue. Do you know you know why I got a big smile on my face? Why? It's coming. Just no, it's coming. Here no, it is. no, please don't. It is. No, please you don't. You can't stop it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't do it to me. No. Ah, uh, yes, it is that time, our favorite time, where we uh, thank all of our lovely Patreons for helping us put this show on. We thank them with lovely music and a shout-out, shout-outs to people. Why? Why do you torture me this way? Because it makes me happy. So we give a shout-out to all of our Patreons, our lovely Patreons, who donate to help us make this show possible. Patreons like Sly, Ashton Sergal, Jarl the Spirit Wolf, Big Bear Luno, Geekware, Myself, Nuka, the most Patreon of Patreons, uh, Koru, <laughs> Bubble Whip, Adalor Solfair, Moss, Chapagriff, Aussie K, Black Baldrick, Ligris, Kit, Ichigo Okami, Simone Parker, Guardian Lion, Rifka Fox, Harlan Fox. Thank you all very much. If you would like to become a Patreon of the show yourself, Please go to patreon.com slash F-W-I-W and help us out. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank God. Thank God that music is over. It is such, it's so, so, so torturous. I need to find a way to pipe it into your house. Like, please, please. Voss, Voss, can we please, please change the music? I'll think about it. Until then, you're suffering. But can we inject but, it directly you know, into his veins? In 4K. You know, this bit has gone on for a long time, you guys. We need a retire. We need a new bit. <sighs> I mean, just because I, you know, deep down in my heart, I am Lucifer, 100%. And uh, you know, angelic music just kind of burns my soul whenever you're playing it. Um, but you know. Uh, anywho, Speaking of thank bits you, that patrons. have gone on for too long. <laughs> uh, oh, should we get back to the Let's show? Let's jump into the show. Actually, I, I wanted to, to jump in with a question if I could, Rue. Um, oh, go for it. So so someone had mentioned earlier on uh, the, 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 do you know the way, right? Someone made that, that the joke, uh, probably arguably one of the first memes based on, on VR chat. I'm kind of curious. Uh, so again, for those of us who don't, who don't do this, I'm curious about. Don't know the way? Yeah, who don't know the way. Uh, I'm curious about like <laughs> culture differences or norms or just things, little quirks and eccentricities. Like, so you mentioned, for example, that you know, when you walk in, like there's a mirror nearby. That's a thing that I would never have expected. Are there little like in jokes or little just like memes or norms or cultural things that that you know? It, it's kind of fun to explain to a person who doesn't know this stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, trying to think. So. Sometimes you would need to go take a bio break or get a glass of water or something, and you would take your headset off and, and walk away from your VR space, okay? And and nowadays, VR chat has made your avatar go into like a zen floating pose when you do that. But before they figured that out, what would happen is suddenly your, your friends are there and one of your friends' entire top half of their body would kind of go up and go onto the floor and stay there while their legs then still connected to their body, like walked off <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, and it was it was pretty pretty some ex- excellent Silent Hill kind of cal- caliber stuff happening there. And then they they eventually walk back and and kind of their body their would body kind of come floor. back on. Yeah, their their body would kind of re- reassert itself, and, and then suddenly they'd be back. Um, another another funny thing is sometimes you'll have like someone will have somebody else there with them. And so two or three different people might be talking out of the same avatar Uh-oh. in like the best, most multiple personality kind of thing ever. That's kind of hilarious. Uh, uh, drinking is a, a pretty big one. A lot of times people will be like, tink, 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 you know, and uh, um, it'll get to the point where with full body tracking, you can tell somebody's kind of passed out on the floor and stuff. And so people will take these markers in VR and actually kind of draw all over them as, you know, like a real party would. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's there's no photos of you boots. Oh, no, no, crazy no, not so, at all. Crazy no, talk. None. No. I have none of those here. No. Um, no, no, it's just uh, a lot of it. It's just it's uh, having fun. You know, it's the mirrors. It's it's the the th- full body tracking, the pretzels that people get tied up into. Um, I don't know. So is there some things that is OK to do in VR chat? That's not okay to do in real life, or vice versa. Yeah, are there versa? any etiquettes or any? Yeah, hugging, I think, is a little bit more okay because I mean, um, as the uh, email uh, kind of said, there was the phantom touch that a lot of times people will experience, where it, like you know, if somebody's coming up and rubbing somebody's face, it they can some people say they can feel that sensation, but. Uh, I don't know. I've I've seen some people that uh, don't like touch as well in in real life. You know, there's settings that you can change where it like turns on this personal space bubble and it basically turns them invisible. Um, but uh, I was talking about you could put songs and other music on your avatar. There's right and wrong ways to do that. There's like a there's like a 3D spatial consideration to that. Whereas if you do it right, then if you walk away from the person that is broadcasting sound, it, the, the the sound should fade out. And a lot of people either do that wrong or on purpose make it so that the entire world can hear oh, so you. You're trolling, your stupid, the... you know. So you're trolling. Yeah. Yes. So there's there's trolls. Yeah, on, there are trolls. On that uh, vein, it's very important. Uh, VR chat. There's two different types of worlds. Mainly, there's the public world, which you will probably be trolled at some point in your life if you go to only to public worlds. But most of the time, once you gain friend groups and stuff, and you meet people, you kind of live in private worlds basically or like a friend exclusive ones you can invite other people but uh, a lot of times called friends plus so like your friends can come in and then their friends and then their friends and then their friends so you kind of people who establish these these networks yeah yeah Yeah. and that that can go out in ad infinitum but you kind of just establish these trust networks you know i have one thing to add there is the difference between the two that i have found so far is there is no filter there is no filter between, like, when, when it comes to real life, there's things that you definitely wouldn't say, right? But when you go into a VR world, there is no filter sometimes. Depending. Depend, depends depending on the type on of the world, the or not, yeah. But especially when you go into a public world, that's what I'm specifically talking about, is there is no filter. You could go in and be like, ew, why did, like, I've heard somebody say, Ew, why did you pick that avatar? Ew, you're a wolf. That's gross. You're a furry. Ew, you know, I've, you know, and I've had this, uh, this little kid that ran up to me and said, you're stinky, and then ran away. You know, stuff Which like that. It's not possible because you're in VR. How would they know? <laughs> or maybe not yet, at least. 
So you now you te- you tend to hang out in in friend plus worlds. You you kind of don't stay in public very uh, every now and then though. I will go on a foray, knowing what I might adventure. be getting myself into, just just to find some people that maybe are cool but have not found other friends. And I and I, I have met some cool people that way, and I've kind of brought them into the trust network. Um, but just just be aware that it might be a little bit rough at first until you find you know. So Rue is going to uh, take over the show for just a second here and ask his own personal question because I have a struggle in VR and I, I know I've talked to both of you about it and you both have tried to help me and, I'm, and I just need to like overcome my fear. And for some reason, I don't know what it is, I am very much, I can go up to you at a convention, I can talk to you. And I'm very good at, like, the in-person communication. But whenever I get into VR, I don't know why, but I I feel like that I... And maybe it's just because I'm not comfortable with the personal space, like, the space or the new space. But I become the most quiet person ever. I don't talk. I just... And I feel embarrassed. Like, I've joined some worlds before. And I just don't want to say anything. And I just, I feel like that I'm like attending the first day of kindergarten all over again. Here, here is an etiquette thing that now that you mentioned it for kind of breaking into groups. Uh, so if you see a group of people just kind of socializing and talking in some world and you want to maybe try to get to know them, um, it's kind of customary in VR to, to wave at the group kind of from afar and if they're if they're open to having you know someone else join they will acknowledge your presence they will wave back or, oh that's or, weird or so they'll not. just ignore you well, well I, I'm, I'm no I'm, I'm saying that to to kind of to kind of do that kind of breaking into a group uh because the 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 body you know the physicality or the way you're looking may not quite translate one to one to kind of acknowledge someone's presence or to establish a presence, you you will you will wave, and other people will do that, and that's kind of the that's that's kind of the signal that yes, hello, it's okay to cool, it's cool to avoid kind of come over and hang with us. And, you walking in and they didn't yeah, want anything. Rather than just right, rather than you just kind of put your avatar in in the group, right? That's that's kind of the wrong way. The polite etiquette ways to wave a bit definitely control your mute as well because uh, mm. a lot of times like especially if you're eating something like it's just <laughs> weird to see somebody talking and chewing yeah, at the same time yeah so chip, potato chip crunching sounds yeah. no uh one thing i really like rue like uh I, I like how you kind of reference school and stuff like i, I went to five different uh, schools when i was growing up and stuff and it was always scary going to a new school and getting into a new group honestly that that's what vr chat is like it's it's a new new group that uh, you're going to and it's it's scary the first couple of times that you go but once you find your your people like your group you go to like it's i i I don't see my life without you know the connections i've made in vr chat is as corny or as cringy as that may sound but it's like these are some of the best friends i've met um through this experience and it's it's awesome it really is so i'm curious about so you'd mentioned a little bit earlier you touched on the idea of um trolling a little bit and i'm wondering more broadly uh if you could mention some of the 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 problems or drawbacks or limitations or things that maybe um 
things that newer users might know needs to be sort of warned about or, or just things that could kind of go wrong or some, some of the drawbacks. If you spent basically the entire episode so far talking about the, the goods, what are some of the, the maybe downsides or drawbacks or things that, that would it'd be nice if maybe this was not a thing or or things to overcome hmm. or you you well, can you can always mute somebody you can always them. mute somebody yes or block them remove them from your site entirely yes. yeah a lot of trolls will uh, a lot of times in public worlds they'll just try coming in a high poly you know avatar and just try to crash people's computers um what i would suggest anytime that you see somebody ob- being obnoxious like that don't hesitate you just, just kind of click on right them away. and then go block right away yeah cuz it's i mean you, you you can't don't feed the trolls. So, but uh, um, no. Man, a lot I of, wish we could do that in real life. I, I, I know that's that's like, actually a great feature over real life. Coworker, just... I'm done with you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yep. You yep. Yep. Or or a boss is yelling at you to get something done. Yeah. I'm gonna mute you for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, kind of uh, with with the hardware aspect, like uh, you you can run into a lot of different problems with uh, your headsets, and it's really easy to become frustrated. Um, kind of like, again, how the email talked about uh, the mirror and the, the glass and stuff. Like, there's things where little small nuances with the hardware and with kind of the VR experience that you'll get to learn, but really just push through. Like, it, it honestly, at least in my experience, it's been an awesome experience. Um, and it's it's just like, you know, learning a new computer OS or something where it's, it's going to take some time. But uh, just give yourself patience and give patience for the uh, process. So you guys talked a little bit about private rooms and different things like that. Uh, with a new furry that's just coming into this particular world, how do they find those private worlds? How do they find those particular groups so that they can, you know, start getting to know people? What, what What's a good place? Well, if you're just jumping right into VR chat, you will, you will start in public worlds probably. But the chances are very good if you're on any kind of Telegram group that you'll see people in your Telegram groups that might have VR avatars. And that's probably a good bet that they're in VR chat. So you might say, hey, are you in VR? Can I friend you? And once you get like a couple of friends in VR, it's just going to explode immediately. So They also have different statuses. Um, so like once you friend somebody, they've got either like a blue, which you can always join, a green, you can join if they can request to join you, or an orange where it's like, you know, um, just kind of do not bug me, and then a, a red where it, you don't even, you know, can't interact at all. But uh, a lot of times um, you, you talk about kind of uh, politeness and social etiquette in VR chat. A lot of times if you join a world where somebody has anxieties about too many people, they'll ask you to like go orange, which just means like don't have you know friends come in and join with you and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of times when I log on, I'll just see like, oh, Quentin's on and he's green or he's blue and, and you can actually see the world they're in most of the time. Um, and then it's like, oh, he's at the movie theater. Oh, it's movie night. Let's go check that. Or, oh, it's, it's quiche. They're, you know, in uh, karaoke, let's go sing with them and stuff. So it's, it's really cool. You can kind of pick and choose. But if you don't know anybody yet. Yeah. If you don't know anybody yet, that's, that's where yeah. Telegram. So again, yeah. the first yeah. couple Telegram. of friends is the tricky parts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably true of, of any furry situation, right? Yep. C- come hop on and friend us. We'll, we'll get you in- introduced. So, so what are some of the common misconceptions about VR chat? I'll have to think about that. What do you What do you think? What, what's this podcast rated? What? <laughs> go, go, go to town. Go to town. Uh, go to town. 
Uh, uh, what, a lot of times it's just, you know, for kids, it's for like anime, you know, stuff. It's, it's for sex too. I've heard that too. Um, I mean, it, it yeah, let, let's talk about that I mean, for a second. It's the internet. It can, it can, it can be, but but, but that, again, that's true of furry conventions. Yes, it can be about that or not, depending on your interest or day of the week. So this is, this is you know, super. All of that is there. This is coming out of super sex positive here. There's no, there's no condemnation here or anything like that. Uh, I'm just curious. Like, do you know anything about the logistics of like I, you know, so if you're if you're wanting to, to erotic role play or whatever, <laughs> it makes sense. Okay, you yeah. type out the. How, how does that work in a VR chat? Like, do okay. you just like change well, your avatar to something naked, or do you? Uh, you okay? Hump the you air. You can do that. Yes, there, there, there are there avatars exist that are that are naughty. Um, you are not supposed to bring those out in public worlds because you know if the, you can get banned for that. Uh, but as as long as you're in a private world or or a friends plus world, you know it's it's kind of look the other way. Um, they, they, I mean, it can uh, be any type of aspect uh, to, I mean, full body tracking, obviously it's a little bit more to get quote unquote intimate with somebody goes back to that phantom touch as well. Uh, well, it's a little bit awkward okay. if there's desktop mode though, because it's like this little <laughs> robot. Okay, okay, but but look, they they vibrators, for example, are sold. Okay, that that can hook into the VR chat system. And so, so you can, you can, you can have a thing in your tail if that's what you're into. Okay. And if someone touches your avatar, but it can be made to, to trigger the thing. So there are some full sensory. Gets really kind awkward of, kind of if options. a friend just walks just, through accidentally. So <laughs> there's, yeah, there's video, there's videos about that of accidentally setting off a friend's, you know, but, 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 but plug kind of thing. Yeah. That, that, that does exist. That stuff does exist. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, um, I mean, any other misconceptions? Um, I, I think that uh, one of the biggest misconceptions is that you have to have an expensive rig to get on. Um, really, get on if it's just desktop. I mean, it's it's much more like a video game if you're just getting on desktop. You know, it's it's not as immersive. But uh, I mean, you know, Oculus Quest. It's not very expensive, but to get the full experience, I'd honestly suggest an Oculus Quest Two. Uh, with a link cable but to But then don't you computer. have to sell your soul to Zuckerberg? No. <laughs> you actually don't have to have a Facebook account uh, as of today. Did they fix that? Um, Did they in order that? to, yeah, okay. they actually changed it where you don't have nice. to have a Facebook account to log in. Uh, I would say you don't, don't feel like you must have your furry character as an avatar to start. There are plenty of free furry avatars that are instantly accessible. Uh, all kinds of species, just like I, I was running around with kind of a more generic coyote for a long time before I, you know, went and commissioned one. So you can be a furry uh, in VR without having to spend spend a bunch a bunch of money until you get comfortable and kind of find out what what works for you. That that stuff is there for free. What What's funny is like uh, with other games like Second Life, like a lot of it is just kind of avatar based, where it's like you have chat and how somebody looks. But this one, you can. It's your voice, it's your expression, it's your energy. It's like, you know, that's that's what honestly draws in a lot of people. So So maybe this so maybe you kinda of touched on this a little bit already, but again, so to a person like me who's never done this before, part of the reason in addition to not wanting to, to puke my guts out because I was had a bad experience with VR, but also part of me was like, Well, what's I don't I don't I don't get it. like to me when I picture this in my head, it's a bunch of people standing around and they're admittedly neat looking avatars. And just standing around and talking, and 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 maybe that's my misconception is that 
it's just people standing around and talking. Presumably there's a lot more to do in these worlds than just stand there and talk. Yes, so you can do that, but there there is games. You can play Uno, you can play Catch That Phrase. There's all these kind of different game show things have been built into that. Uh, there's there's like kind of capture the flag style first person shooter worlds. They've got like trivia ones like getting to know your friends that yep. like a board game. Never games. have I ever. Never have I ever. Yeah. No. Uh, karaoke. Karaoke, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. There's there's all kinds of socially interactive game worlds that exists. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I agree. It's not always easy to just, okay, I must go stand somewhere and talk. It's, it's nice to have like a, a, an activity yeah. to do. I want to avoid the that, king that of the hill thing there. where you just stand there and go, yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, then <laughs> I paid a thousand dollars to yeah, go no. do yeah. that no. in VR. No, no, yeah. no, 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 that you can play. Well, there's, well wait, there's a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Nuka. How much do you spend to go to a convention to do just that? Yep, yep. In my defense, I do research at conventions. It's a work expense. No. <laughs> Nuka, there are. Do you like do you like furry dances? There, there are okay, communities yeah. uh, or organized around dance club. There's there's one called it's called Tailbase. Haha, B B A you know B A S S. That that run uh, basically furry dances most weekends. Uh, and you can go there, and there's there's live DJs that stream in, and you're there they're dancing, and you can really dance. Anuka, uh, to your credit, a lot of times there will be moments where you'll be doing something like uh, I don't know, we, we were uh, what was it, the Ultimart or something, and Omega Mart, some yeah, Omega Mart, and somebody makes the comment. I paid thousands of dollars so I can throw this cheese across the floor or something like this. And it's, you will have those moments, but, uh, and, and as, as silly as it sounds, um, you know, like I've had some tough moments where it like, you know, it's especially around winter and stuff where it's dark and you'll just go to a beach area and like just the, the sound of, you know, waves and stuff like the nice bright sun. Like I know it's VR again, it's not fake, but it's, I mean, it has, has effect on you and it, uh, and to have friends there chatting with you. Like, it definitely is a big pick-me-up. Well, and like you mentioned, there, there is, there, the technology itself is kind of fun just for its own sake. Like, I, I can, as a person who plays video games, I get a certain little thrill about, oh, is there a bathroom? Can I go in and flush the toilet and giggle at the fact that they programmed this into the game, right? An $80 game, and I'm sitting there flushing a virtual toilet or, or, or yeah, so. Here, here's here's the thing. Do you Would you like to make a virtual toilet? Because for free, you can download Unity and teach yourself. You can make whatever world you want. The thing about VRChat is it's all user created. It's not some corporation, unlike Facebook, you know, kind of top down putting this. Do you have do you have an idea? You as a person can can make it. You are empowered to make it in, in VR chat. And it's it's how you use it, too. I mean, like, uh, honestly, one of my favorite experiences, um, uh, Cooper Tom, um, he made this uh, 80s mall where um, basically, you know, you go to all these different stores, KB, uh, you know, Radio Shack, you know, Sabaros and everything. And it was just to, you know, kind of get the experience, but it's the VR is, is what you make it. It's the fun that you make it. And like what we did is we'd play hide and go seek inside this giant mall and stuff like that. Or like another time we used a disc, uh, what was it? Little cups. We'd put up on this little second story balcony and then we use these uh, round pizzas to see how far we could get the cups across the mall and stuff like that by hitting them. So it's all emergent uh, gameplay. Straight- 
Stray, Stray's Theater is Stray's one. Theater. This 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 guy may modeled a a stage theater in VR, complete with all these kind of backdrops and sound effects and lighting that can be can be controlled by someone backstage, and then they have people going on stage and performing music. They'll be playing music wherever they are, and it's like they're a band on stage, or they'll they'll be doing a stand up comedy, and it, they're it's like they're really doing stage performances in VR. And there's and you know and audiences come watch that. So it's almost like as as time goes on and people create more content, the world just becomes more yeah. and more rich and more and more full. Which I guess yes. maybe leads to the, the the last question I wanted to ask, which was looking to the future. Is there anything on the horizon either that you know of that's coming up or that you're really excited for, or stuff that you're kind of secretly hoping, like in the next two or three years, hopefully we go in this direction, or hopefully this becomes a thing. So, so one thing I actually really like is uh, there's there's going to be eye tracking uh, with hardware um, and uh, actually will mask your yeah tra- facial tracking as well. So like a lot of times I'll be having you know kind of heart to heart discussions with somebody who's having a bad day, but like there's buttons you'll press on your controllers that will kind of puppeteer your reaction how your face looks. So a lot of times even though I'm sad and I'm, I'm trying to be comforting, I look like I'm extremely happy you know on like acid or something. So but it's like but face tracking is coming though. Yeah, uh, face tracking would be awesome. Yeah, no that that's yeah I think I think the and there's there's also haptic touch um, that's really cool. Um, like it actually will have gloves that will put restraint on your fingers, so you can actually touch and feel like the weight of stuff. And so like uh, I don't know, it's just a, a really it's it's it, I think VR is about tricking the brain, and the more you know experiences and stimuli that we have to trick your brain, the more real it feels. And it will never replace, you know, going to a, a fur con and hugging your best friend or something like that. But it's like, you know, it, it definitely, when you're sad, you know, when you had a rough day, you can't fly across the country to go see your friend and stuff, but you can, you know, go and talk with them and, and just be there with them. On that particular note, it's time for break. We'll be back in a second for final thoughts. back once again transitioning is so good (laughs) you're the michael jordan of transition you're welcome i'm doing so so well today 100 well guess what you guys we are at final thoughts so it is lightning round time so please give us your final thoughts or you know maybe something that you wanted us to ask you that we didn't have an opportunity to ask you or just your personal um, experience or feelings about VR chat? Uh, You know, VR is how I survived the pandemic, honestly. And uh, I have made some wonderful friends that are now friends. I know Boots because of VR chat, actually. 
and uh, and I I live in I live here now. I live in Utah now because of the friends I made through VR Chat. So it was uh, it was there for me when I needed it, and it's been it's been a really great social space. I highly recommend it. I think uh, VR Chat. Just to echo Quentin, it's it's been something that's really big in my life. Um, I, I think that uh, for anybody who's questioning, like, is this for me? Is this something that like I really want to get into? Is it a waste of time? Or is it, you know, going to be something that's worthwhile? I think that it's the first couple of times that you try it out, it'll probably be rough. It'll probably be scary. It's like going to a new area and trying to make whole new friends. But uh, in my experience, it's it's something that uh, has become part of my life. And it's honestly been awesome. And I've, I've been grateful for it. So, um, My recommendation is be like a fox and at least try it at least once. <laughs> Greed. Um, I guess if I, was that it? I don't know. If that Go was, for it. Yeah, that, that was. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're very, very, um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Succinct. <laughs> um, I guess I, I, if I have sort of, sort of two quick thoughts, one of the researcher in me, uh, finds this very interesting. Uh, one of the, one of the preconceptions I have about VR chat is that this is a generational rift here is in my head. I was thinking, especially during the pandemic, when this sort of really blew up in popularity, um, my thought was, okay, this is a lot of younger furs. This is all the, the 16, 17, 18 year old furs who don't get a chance to go to the first con. So in my head, I kind of naively thought that's who this is going to be populated by just 18, 19 year old furries. And that's it. And I guess even just this conversation is, as a firm that no, if, if anything, now that I think about it, the only people I've talked to who use VR chat are actually like older furries. Maybe that's a product of just who I interact with. Um, but it's reminding me that, oh, like this isn't just, uh, uh, I, I shouldn't be saying, oh, I'm too, I'm too old for this shit, right? Apparently, um, it, it, it may not be as, as big a generational rift as I, I once thought. So, and with that in mind, I was going to say, um, this conversation has done wonders for making me, I, I genuinely want to give it a shot at some point. So I think uh, uh, when, when, when uh, headsets come down in price or when I get a chance to get a deal on one, I suspect I will pick one up and uh, maybe give it another shot and hopefully puke my guts out a lot less than uh, I did for Fallout. If I can uh, say something to that, there's lots of 20 and 30-year-olds 30 30 on there, but I am 49 and I know, you know, 50, 60-something gray muzzles are, are hanging out there with me. So it's all ages. It's not a generational thing. Yeah. So you're never, never too old. Hey. Hey. Hey Voss. What? Hey Voss. What? Uh um uh, do you have anything to say about the topic? Um the only thing that comes up to my mind that I don't think has been touched so far is do your research if you are planning to get a model or anything because not every model will work with every headset and they get kind of wonky. If you try to get uh you get uh commission your own custom model and then turns out doesn't work for quests, just works for index. And then you're like, ah, crap. So do your research. Yes, 100%. There's a lot of um, uh, YouTube videos um, that I highly recommend. That's that's how I've been able to gain a lot of my knowledge. Is like honestly, when it comes to anything, if you want if you want to look how to fix your car, look up the YouTube video for it. Like that. There you go. Like YouTube is your best friend. Like. Use it as a resource, um, and you can definitely learn um, your ways in and out from um, to be able to get into VR. Agreed. Well, it's that time, Nuka. 
What time is that? Well, Ooh. apparently it's not the time to do the mailbag because we don't have anything. Nobody sent us any emails. Well, except maybe it's because they don't know how to, Rue. Well, you know, Nuka, this is this is how you do it. What you do is you get on to something called Google, and you open up Gmail or is it Google or Google? Google, I, I don't know, but you get to a mail browser, whatever, an email browser, and you type mm. in words onto a page. And then mm-hmm. you send it to cast at for what it's worth dot com. That's cast at for what it's worth dot yeah, com. Yeah, cast at hmm. for what's worth dot com. And and it can be about anything. It could be like the sky is blue and I love you. There you go. You could send that if you want to. I would never get that and... email, but it's a nice thought. <laughs> but no, what we actually want to hear is um, what do you think about uh, the show itself? What did you think about one of the episodes? Um, it can be really anything that that's just a reflection of what, um, how to, how you like that particular episode, or, or what what's currently going on. There's a lot of times or that, ideas for a future episode. Yeah, definitely, those particular things can be sent as well. Um, we do like sound bites, so you can send it over to um, a sound bite or, or send a speak pipe. So, which in an episode full of transitions leads us quite nicely to house creeping. Ooh, house creeping. Do you want to do house creeping for us? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I've actually done house creeping before. Well, then I will do it. Have you commented on the site yet? It's time to be reminded in housekeeping. First of all, Nuka, thank you. You are amazing. You're welcome. Are you thanking me as your co-host or as a loyal Patreon of this show? You know, I am just thanking you for being you. You know, you were just amazing. You do a lot. (laughs) and I sound like such an asshole, so conceited when I do that. Well, you know what? It's okay if you call a spade a spade. It's fine. But we love you all the same. <laughs> but no, um, thank you for being here. And also, thank you to our lovely guests, Boots, Quentin. We appreciate you joining us today. I hope you had tons and tons of fun. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Great time. Um, our site is forwhatitsworth.com. We are still working at fixing our website. So if you have some lovely suggestions on how to fix our website, please send us an email. Um, our Twitter is at forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, we also have a Telegram channel. It is, um, you can message Rue at WineRedFox, and we can add you to that Telegram channel. Um, you do have to be over the age of 18. Oh, thank you for Jordan. adding that. Um, and then we also said our email already. You can also send an email directly to Nuka, which is Nuka at forwhatitsworth.com or an email directly to me at Rue at forwhatitsworth.com. Or if you want to... Specifically, you, specifically if you're a dragon and you want to complain about Rue's hatred of dragons, I, definitely send an email I there. mean, yes, definitely. And if you want to complain about the audio quality, you can send it over to Voss at forwhatitsworth.com. And he will politely ignore your email. I have a very full trash bin, and it can always use a little more. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you talked a little bit about SpeakPipe. 
so uh speak pipe is speakpipe.com slash for what it's worth what or sorry f w i w specifically what we use speakpipe for is for you to be able to send us um audio clips so if you have something that you want to say you're not comfortable with uh, writing it out uh please feel free to um, send it to speakpipe.com slash f-w-i-w we can also use those for idents yay um also uh please tell a friend about the show if you enjoyed it today and it was a good resource for you please spread the word and this is that time the time that we've all been waiting for guests plug yourselves Oh, I'm Quentin Coyote. I am a coyote, and I do periodic movie nights in VR chat. So if you like movies and would like to try that out, um, you can at me at Quentin Coyote on Twitter. And uh, same thing in VR chat. Twitter has no space. VR chat has a space. There you go. And if you ever want to sing in karaoke, or if you uh, want to just kind of see what uh, VR chat's about, um, friend me. I'm uh, Boots. B-O-O-T-S with an exclamation point at the end because apparently Boots was a common name. So, but uh, um, yeah, if you're ever looking to see what VR chat's about, hit me up. All right. Well, Nuka, what yes. is the next episode? I'm really stoked, not just with the next episode, but the next few episodes because we are delving into games. I am a huge gamer. And uh, the next episode is going to be all about board games. I've got a, a several thousand dollar board game collection at home. So I'm looking forward to talking all about board games, furry gaming, board games about furries, furries doing board gaming, uh, all matter of, of, of board games, uh, board game related stuff. So if you're interested in the topic, uh, send us an email, let us know some games you like, some you know games that are made by furries, games about furries. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Well, this has been Rue. I've been Nuka. This is Boss. This is Boots. This is Quentin. And this has been... For For What what It's Worth. For What It's Worth. Yay!